We are joined in this segment by Sangamon County Public Health Director Gail O'Neill. Gail, I feel like we owe you a paycheck or something. You know, I'll, I'll put a time card in for you, so we'll see what happens with that. But thank you so much for your time once again. Um, first of all, what is the status of the bars and restaurants dealing with positive testing employees, and how many are there, and are there additional businesses? Well, there's there's a few um, bars, restaurants, and businesses that have had a case or two, and overall they've um, managed to, when they find out they have a positive employee, to clean and assess their staff and, and see if they can continue. Um, we Usually the, the bars or restaurants or facilities find out before we do. We get a positive case through the um, electronic notification system um, with, from the state of Illinois, and it takes us, you know, a few minutes, uh, an hour maybe, to get a phone call back with the positive person to find out the information about them, where they work and what they do and, and who else could be exposed. So often the employer knows first and um, will often call, especially with the bars and restaurants, we'll call our environmental department for a little guidance. Yeah, and is that really, uh, uh, I think it's really commendable. It seems like they really are about policing and keeping their customers safe. Are you finding that too? We are. We are finding that, you know, they, they want to keep their customers safe. They, you know, they've worked a lot, you know, waited quite a while to reopen. And uh, I think for the most part, most places are uh, doing everything they can to keep their customers safe and to, you know, have the customers trust that if something like this does happen to them, they'll close and um, as long as it takes to provide a safe place for them to return to. Since we last talked last week, we've seen the numbers go up a little bit. We had 24 yesterday, which is a higher number, you know, since uh, probably since April or May or something like that. Are the increase in cases still in line with what was predicted for phase four? I think so. There's um, a lot of people now, it seems like more people know somebody who's had COVID or had a scare. Um, so I think people are testing the um, information from the restaurants and bars have kind of prompted people, I think, to um, consider what they've, where they've been and, and if they've had some risks. So I think that's why testing is going on, besides employers wanting to have um, people tested before they come back to work. So some of that, but I also think we're seeing more virus active in our community. Yeah, it's kind of a mix of both more testing and because your phone find it kind of faded out a little bit there. But at the end, oh, sorry. It's, it's more prevalent in our community, too. And you think more people are, are getting tested that might be asymptomatic? I think so. I think so. We're finding, you know, generally the, the younger people are asymptomatic and don't know. Um, and employers, you know, they probably wouldn't have tested unless the employer um, or a friend had kind of suggested that they test. So I think it's a combination. Sangamon County Public Health Director Gail O'Neill is with us on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Gail, Riverton has released their plan for reopening next month, the schools. Uh, they Did they review those plans with you at all? Oh, I've been reviewing a lot of plans. I think I um, have reviewed I've reviewed a lot of sports ones first because everybody wanted to reopen a little bit with conditioning for the kids, which everybody needs a little exercise. Um, we have, I'm pretty sure I've seen some of that. We have a meeting with the um, superintendents this morning, the doctors, myself, and SIU try to go over some of their plans and the what-ifs of, of, you know, what could go wrong, what could go right, and uh, is it possible to safe, safely open schools? So everybody needs to have a plan. The Illinois State Board of Education sent some specific guidelines to the schools, so they're all working with that, and we kind of just go over how best to handle things. So, so Riverton went out that, and their plan calls for a parental option of classroom or Zoom learning during Phase Four. Do you expect District One Eighty Six to follow suit like that? I know that the district has been, um, you know, checking with parents to see what's best. It's a, and I think that's good for their planning to try to figure out if you know the electronic methods of going to school are, are best. 
it's, it would reduce those families that are, you know, feeling unsecure, insecure about sending kids back to school and are able to keep them home with education going on. It reduces the number of kids in the classroom. It's a, it's a good mix um, in this different time we're in. For sure. And now, do you expect Illinois to revert back to phase three if the numbers keep climbing? I mean, we're not seeing deaths go up very much, but we are seeing in, uh, higher cases both in the county and the state. I haven't heard anything about that, and we certainly hope that doesn't happen for the businesses and, and for the progress we've made. But um, certainly keep, you know, increases. I think we expected some after the 4th of July and phase four starting with people going out and, and kind of testing the waters as far as, as going out. Um, I think more people have been in crowds than they realize or should have been. So maybe after this two weeks, everybody will kind of get with figuring out how to live in this current COVID situation, and maybe the numbers will go back down. Exactly. I think there were a lot of crowds that, that like you mentioned, at Fourth of July celebrations and things like that, that uh, you know keep people kind of through caution to the wind a little bit, and that could be part of the spike. Now, we've had a number uh, in this last day. Yesterday, we had a number of teenage girls test positive, six. Uh, were these at all related, and is this an example of a lack of following guidelines? Um, I asked that question because when you see a bunch all at the same age, but they are they were from all different communities. So we have them, you know, not just in the city, we have them throughout the county. Um, I asked one of the couple of nurses that do the contact tracing, you know, so what's the story is, are they, are they linked? And a couple of them were really good friends and they had decided, oh, let's, heck, let's go get tested. And this was what they found out. So Whoa. surprise. Um, so that's good that people are doing that. Um, we really don't have a common link. It's not a common employer, not a common school. Um, I think just friends or just people that had been someplace and started thinking about, wow, that probably wasn't so smart. Yeah, another reality of 2020, a surprise positive test in a teenage girl and it's not a pregnancy. It turns out to be COVID-19. Oh, what Correct. a strange year. Uh, listen, let's talk a little bit about the county status as far as supplies of test kits and PPE. Are we still doing okay there? We're doing we're doing okay with PPE. Um, at, at the health department, when we get PPE in from anywhere, we kind of check with our highest risk populations, the nursing homes, um, the people with the elderly, and to see if we can push um supplies out. We have enough for ourselves within the department. Testing is, a, is um, a bit of a challenge. Currently, it's being taken care of by the Illinois Department of Public Health, who has put a testing site in our parking lot. Well, this is the third week we've been fortunate enough to have them, and we're grateful because they will test anyone, children or adults, with you know asymptomatic or with symptoms. Um, so testing is very important as part of this, and people want it. Um, but we're one of the downstate sites, and every week they're here, we, we feel fortunate because someplace else isn't getting the testing. But really, yesterday they tested over 525 people. Um, there were long lines, and people waited two and three hours to get a test, and I believe they're probably going to be ready to do that again today. Wow. Wow. I know I, I know they extended the testing at the, at the health department, and it is being reviewed week to week, correct? Correct. How, correct. How long do you th- – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. That's all right. I mean, I don't know how long we can have it. Um, it is kind of a week to week. If, if, you know, there wasn't a need in our community, I'm certain there's other communities that could use the help with testing. Um, but for now, it, um, their commitment is to help us get through this time. Great, yeah, because I was just going to ask how long it was going to be there. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, that's great that they can help out with that. And finally, do we know anything about the percentage of positive tests showing symptoms? I mean, are a lot of the positives coming back, are the people asymptomatic or are they showing symptoms? I think they start out asymptomatic. Um, I don't know. Is it, it, problem, it could be 50%. I know we have a statistician 
um, Dr. Delfino working on that information with us. And so she kind of has to dig into the medical records of our positive cases and find out or look at the lab results if people have given a reason why they went to test. So we're, we're going to have some of that information. But um, what, we've, what I've just kind of heard anecdotally is it's probably 50%. People just are feeling a little unwell and the, you know, just not like their normal self. But the sudden um, onset of not being able to taste and smell seems to be something you notice and uh, does be a trigger that, hey, something's not right. Yeah, you know, no, I guess so. That'd be scary. I don't know. Kevin, did you have anything further for her? Um, uh, I have uh, one quick question regarding uh, everyone. Uh, with, if kids go back to in-person classes in school, what would the testing situation look like at school with coronavirus testing, or would they go to a, um, a testing site, or um, what's that going to look like? Well, the right now, the um, testing for kids is going to be a ch- challenge. One of the things that the IDPH site does for us is it does allow for the testing of children. That's something that um, I think, unless you go to your own private doctor, Walgreens is very accessible testing site, but they only test everybody over 18, mm-hmm. even without symptoms. Um, the other two testing sites are, you know, you work with your doctor's office or Springfield, um, the Memorial Medical Center one or St. John's. Uh, testing of children is something that we're going to have to look at about expanding, but you know, tests only tell you what went on that day, if you were positive or not. If there was an incident or an exposure, you need to wait, you know, four or five days to get a good test between four and seven days. So testing is going to be a challenge, and you can't really do mass testing every day of everybody. Um, so that's something that we need to talk about and see what, what our future holds in testing. And the testing, too, have we gotten to that saliva test that they were talking about, or are we still doing swabs? We're still doing swabs. I believe the U of I has been working on a saliva test. A lot of places are. I think U of I is going to test theirs and and try it with some of the incoming students. That certainly would be a lot easier um, for people just to, you know, put a swab in their mouth or spit a little bit, and then we could could know for sure. But there's lots of tests being developed, but we just need them to come on and get, get approved so we can move on to easier testing. Absolutely. Listen, Gail, thank you so much for everything. We really appreciate your time. Thank you.